Hey, this is Dr. Barrett. Thanks for joining us on the Real Health Podcast. My passion is to help equip you with information that can change your life, the health of your life, and the health of your families. I'm a board-certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in nutrition and sleep and how to biohack the body to get to a greater level of health. Thanks for listening in to the Real Health Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Real Health Podcast. Um, This is Dr. Barrett, and we're going to dive into uh, COVID vaccine, uh, COVID-19 vaccines, and we're going to touch base on pregnancy and vaccines as well. So that's the kind of the topic for today. Um, You know, now that we have some evidence and some research since uh, COVID has come out, we're able to kind of assess the situation a little bit more um, and understand what um, we are seeing with COVID-19 vaccine reactions. Um, And then always because such a large population of our patients uh, are, are pregnant, we're going we're gonna to touch base on pregnancy and vaccines as well. So, hey, I hope this hasn't been a super boring series. Uh, I know it's uh, easy to get caught up in a lot of just kind of information um, and research and data. Sometimes that can be a little boring, but uh, hopefully it's been valuable for you. You've enjoyed it. And, uh, and so without further ado, let's, let's dive in. So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We were, we were living it up in the warm climate of Florida. So it was an awesome time for my family and I. And so as we get into um, COVID-19, uh, what we're seeing is uh, we're going to see, we're going to go through some, um, some of the, again, risks, uh, odds ratio of the vaccinated group versus the unvaccinated group. So that's, that's the majority of it. Now, uh, we'll also touch base on the comparison of certain vaccines like Moderna's versus Pfizer's versus China's CoronaVac. Um, and so let's touch base on this one. This is something I see a lot in the office, but it's Bell's palsy. And so uh, this was uh, done by Sato and Juan in 2021. And they showed that the Moderna mRNA uh, 1273 had a 1.54 um, increase uh, in, in Bell's palsy against the unvaccinated group. Pfizer's was 1.84. And the CoronaVac was 2.38. Uh, Shibley also did some digging, and, we, and, and research showed that uh, with females, specifically between the ages of 45 to 64, there was a 1.71 increase risk. Uh, but with over the age of 64, it was a two point. It was almost double um, at 2.51, and that's specifically with Bell's palsy which is a, t- a type of facial paralysis. And it's interesting because I actually saw an uptick of that post-COVID. Um, and it's just kind of wondering why. And, you know, once some evidence came out, it made sense. So um, the increased odds of hospitaliz- hospitalization with Bell's palsy uh, after Pfizer, uh, the first dose is 1.54 uh, times increased odds risk ratio. And the second dose was 2.33. Now a lot of a lot of people uh, have have heard about the cardiovascular uh, adverse events, cardiac adverse events, and so let's shed some light on that because you know is it true? Is there an association? So uh, Kim and Lai in 2022 
showed that there was a 12.72 increase risk of hypertensive crisis, 7.94% for tachycardia, supraventricular tachycardia, SVTs. Uh, I was talking to a patient today about that um, where she was developing uh, tachycardia or it's a very high heart rate um, symptoms, 7.94 uh, times increase risk odds compared to the unvaccinated group. And we saw myocarditis, we saw after a single dose was 9.15 times greater risk odds. After the second dose, it jumped to 29.61 times increased risk, X, increased risk um, compared to the unvaccinated group. That's massive, especially after that second dose. So cardiac events, adverse events are, are showing a correlation there for sure. Myocarditis specifically, there's another study done in males. Uh, that was pulled and showed between the ages of 16 to 24. So 16 and 24 years of age with males following the second dose with Myrna, um, with the mRNA, Moderna was 13.83 times compared to uh, Pfizer's only 5.31 um, times. And then in males uh, between the ages of 16 to 19 years of age, we saw it about 2.35 times um, in the general study population compared to the unvaxxed, but then in the 16, 19-year-olds, we saw it right about nine times higher, 8.96 times higher. So uh, we saw that a lot with, you know, soccer players in Europe and basketball players um, dropping. Um, and and so myocarditis is definitely, a, there's an associated risk um, following the mRNA and the Pfizer. Um when we look at uh, COVID-19 vaccines and thrombosis or thrombocytopenia, so this is more based on um, like embolic events, so strokes, uh, blood clotting disorders. Um, we saw with idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura, we saw 5.77 times increased risk with uh, and arterial thromboembolic uh, events, we saw it 1.22 times higher. Um, with hemorrhagic events, we saw it at 1.48 times increased risk. Um, thrombocytopenia was 4.29, and then cerebral venous thrombosis. So specifically, we we're now looking at the brain uh, clotting disorders, 12.04 times increased uh, risk. Um, so there's definitely a correlation there, guys, with COVID-19 and uh, vaccines and, and associated risk increasing with myocarditis, thrombocytopenias, the blood clots, and, and the list goes on. Um, one of the things we all, I also saw clinically is an increase in shingles, uh, but there's some evidence to show uh, this, not just anecdotally. Uh, so Pfizer for the uh, from the first like two weeks, pretty much after the first dose, we saw a 5.23x uh, increase risk for shingles, and then um, very similar to uh, the second dose. So when they got the second dose, is 5.14 times increased risk odds. Um, Pfizer's has also been associated with hearing loss at 1.35 times increased risk odds. Um, and then one of the in really kind of interesting ones that I saw was how they compared um, the in like an increased risk of adverse events from COVID-19 versus influenza vaccine. So they com compared those two. And this was done by Montana in uh, 2022. 
and they showed that COVID-19 versus the flu vaccine had a 42.53 increased risk out of death, 45.71 for hospitalization, and 56.13 compared uh, to influenza vaccine for life-threatening reactions. So, so pretty, pretty significant increased risk odds of those comparatively to the to the influenza vaccine. Um, so that's a little bit of the latest on COVID nineteen vaccines, and then in in relationship to vaccines and pregnancy, as we switch gears here, um, what we're going to look at is the most important thing is that they've never been studied. So to hear, you know, safe and effective for pregnancy, you got to remember the, the, there's no pregnancy uh, clinical trials being done on vaccines. Um, potentially, uh, if a pregnancy patient is in a vaccine trial uh, and they didn't know they were pregnant, those cases have existed, but they're, they're thrown out um, of the clinical trial. There is no uh, specific um, clinical trial uh, of research done on pregnancy and vaccines that, that just isn't isn't being studied. Um, but yet the common ones that are usually given during pregnancy is going to be flu, uh, Tdap, and COVID nineteen. Um, so we're just going to look at some some evidence here uh, of pregnancy and vaccines. So Zerbo in two thousand seventeen published in the JAMA um, Journal of American Medical Association in the Pediatric Journal showed a hazard ratio of autistic spectrum disorder from influenza vaccine in pregnancy as being a 1.2 times increased risk. Uh, Irving in 2013, the odds ratio for spontaneous abortion um, following the flu vaccine. Um, so they, they had a flu vaccine prior to conception versus the unvaccinated group, if that makes sense. They had a flu vaccine prior to conception, and then the, 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 uh, they compared to the group that was unvaccinated and show the odds ratio increased risk for spontaneous abortion was 2.55 times higher in that group. Um, Zerbo also did another study um, and showed that there was a 11.4 times, this was done in 2013 um, by Goldman, 11.4 times increase risk, relative risk for fetal loss um, for H1N1 versus the vaccine itself. So they compared fetal loss with getting pretty much H1N1, uh, getting the flu, versus those that are being vaccinated and showed 11.4 times increased risk odd of fetal loss in the vaccinated group except, uh, compared to the group that, was actually, that actually had um, the flu. So that, there was, uh, that was an interesting study, kind of cool comparing the two. Uh, not cool, the results at all. Um, but there you have it. Uh, Donahue in 2017, this was odds ratio for miscarriage within 28 days of flu vaccine if vaccinated in consecutive years. So this is obviously more than one year. Consecutive flu vaccines increase risk for miscarriages within 28 days um, of the flu vaccine with prior vaccination status of flu. And it was 7.7 times uh, higher than the unvaccinated group. And one thing that they noted in the study was they saw high levels of C-reactive protein or CRP, HSCRP. Um, CRP is an inflammatory marker suggesting systemic inflammation. Typically, it's going to be elevated with uh, injuries, infections. And so they saw an increase of that in that group. Um, 
So in uh, Price, in 2010, did odds of regressive autistic spectrum disorder from prenatal thimerosal. This was with 16 micrograms of thimerosal in the vaccine, and they showed a 1.86 times increased risk. Um, De Silva, in 2022, um, we're going to look at rate ratios of adverse events following COVID-19 vaccines versus unvaccinated group. and we so fever was 2.85 times higher malaise was 2.24 times higher local reactions 1.89 lymphin lymphadenopathy was uh, 2.16 postpartum hemorrhage was 9.5 percent um, versus 3.2 percent to the unvaccinated group and the gestational diabetes increased to uh, from 8 percent to 12 percent um, pregnancy and vaccines continuation here and this was um, done in 2022, and they showed uh, spontaneous abortion increase was 3.2x fertility problems. Um, and this is just a heads up. Um, this is specific to COVID-19. Um, okay, so COVID-19 specifically vaccines. Um, so 2022 spontaneous abortion 3.28 times increased risk. Fertility problems uh, was reported 3.4 times increased risk odds. Um, sperm concentrations in males reduced uh, by 16%, and sperm modal counts reduced 22%. So we definitely are seeing not only an issue with uh, vaccinations in there, uh, the outcomes of health in the child and in, in, uh, during pregnancy, but we also are seeing specifically COVID-19 vaccines and its uh, increased risk with uh, fertility outcomes, which uh, obviously we already have a massive problem in our culture today with uh, fertility outcomes. And um, so this doesn't help the situation. So um, to kind of summarize a lot of that data is, um, all right, so we start to see some info pop up now with COVID-19 vaccines and their increased risk odds ratio of certain disorders. And And then we see, you know, obviously pregnancy is important to have a conversation with your um, uh, with your medical provider uh, about hey can you just give me evidence on, on the safety and the effectiveness of it again I'm not here to and this is very important for you to hear I'm not here to communicate what you should do I'm not here to tell you you know you should you should vaccinate you should not vaccinate you should vaccinate these should not vaccinate these um, uh, that's not that's not my role that's not my job um actually if you even were a patient of mine i don't sit you down and say hey don't do this or i need you to do this um that's that's not uh that's not my scope of practice that's not my 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 um intention here but uh what i am communicating is just data what we're seeing in research and so it's important to make informed decisions Informed consent is so vital today. So you have to take in all the information about the environment you're living in and the environment you're raising children in and research and data uh, and work with your medical, uh, your primary care physician and have a conversation about what is right for you guys. So um, anyway, I hope that's been, that was helpful uh, for you and uh, we'll continue the conversation here on vaccines for one more episode and we'll wrap it up. And then, um, so we'll talk a little bit about, um, we're going to get into some herd immunity conversation and then we'll talk about, uh, 
uh, Tdap specifically. So that'll be the next next episode. Uh, and then we'll have some fun getting into the new year. We'll dive into, I'll, I'm going to do a couple part episode on cancer um, and just some things that you can do to understand what, where cancer comes from, how it develops, and how you can um, be a, um, you know, f- fight against the uh, inevitable process that all our bodies have, which is we develop cancer cells on a daily basis. How do we, how does our immune system handle that? How does it clean it up? Um, how do we step into states of autophagy where we really heal? And so uh, that'll be coming down the pipe here soon. Um, it is Thanksgiving season, just finished up. Now we're stepping into Christmas. And I just pray um, a blessing over you and your family. I pray that this season is, is a season where you feel refreshed and not burdened, that you feel blessed, um, that we can truly get a vision for what this season is is really all about um man it's it's um amazing to be in the country that we live in uh but gosh it is hyper um distracting on uh just some core principles and uh we live in this culture of just um so much marketing and purchasing and buying it's easy to get kind of lost in that so um yeah I, I pray it's a it's a good season for you. So hey, if you're thinking about making a health change in January, let's start now. Let's have let's let's start now. There's no reason to wait till January first. And so we're here to help. Let us know. Contact us if there's anything we can do for you. Um, but thanks for listening in uh, to another episode of the Real Health Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Before you get out of here, before you exit, there are two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast. One would be to share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And then two, go to Apple Podcasts and scroll to the bottom and give us a five-star review and leave us a review. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time.